there and alter the pants and all your dress uniforms. You had a reason with these guys. For Pete's sake, why are you just standing around? Can't we get moving here? Sure, nurse. Would you help us move this guy into pre-op? Nurse, you're talking to a major. Oh, sorry. Would you help us move this guy into pre-op major? As soon as I patch up this kid's arm, I'm gonna go over there and break one of yours. I got dibs on the other one. I'll pound all your bones into mulch. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your co hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again, Simon. Gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 24. Post op. It's the 121st episode overall, directed by Gene Reynolds, teleplay by Ken Levine and David Isaacs, story by Gene Reynolds and Jay Flob, originally aired on March 8, 1977, and the production code is U825. We need blood, damn it. Lots of it, men some. I had to get rid of every drop we had in stock. You heard right, Captain. A couple of boys we treated turned up later with hepatitis, and you don't catch that sitting in a draft. Well, if you can't do anything, put me on to someone who can. Someone with a little authority, Captain. Who's this? Sergeant Frankel? Peachy. Sergeant, I've told everyone else, I'll tell you, the 4077th is out of blood. We're squeezing turnips here. All my personnel have donated at least twice. Dracula couldn't find a quick snack around these parts. Colonel, you're either going to have to get us some blood or call off the war. We're doling it out by the corpuscle now. Hold on, Pierce. I'll wait, Sergeant. We just gave that Turkish captain another 10 units, bringing his grand total up to 30. That's a complete oil change in 24 hours. I'm trying to order some. Tie up your horses. I am. We might need them as donors. Yes, Sergeant. What? Uh, which flunky am I talking to now? Oh, excuse me, Colonel, but I've been getting the royal runaround. I appreciate you boys are low down there, but this is an emergency. I'm not asking, I'm begging. And I'm threatening. Colonel, if there aren't a hundred units delivered by tonight, the boys and I are going to come down there and alter the pants and all your dress uniforms. You got a reason with these guys. Hello. Good job, Pierce. He hung up. Did he leave his inseam? I also have the plot summary. As casualties continue to pour in, the 4077th runs out of blood. Staff members donate as often as they can, but even that may not be enough. Fortunately, help arrives in a truckload of soldiers who can donate. I never could sleep on my stomach. Me neither. I could sleep on anyone else's but mine. How bad is it? Well, I wouldn't go horseback riding for a while. This is very embarrassing. Why? Because when I go home, people are going to be asking me where I got shot. What am I going to tell them? Just say, uh, I got shot in Korea. What if they asked me where I got hit? Look them right in the eye and say without blinking, I got hit in the butt. And if they keep bugging it, drop your pants and show them your scar. Don't make me laugh. Whitney, we're talking about your body. It's been invaded by a bullet. There's nothing amusing about that. Ah, don't I know it. On the other hand, you should be proud. You have a very special wound. It's symbolic of this entire war. This whole thing has been one gigantic pain in the butt. And when they want to hand you your purple heart, you can tell them exactly where to pin it. Thanks, Doc. 
And guest stars in this episode, Hiddy Hicks plays Corporal Moody. Now, Hiddy Hicks was born on May the 4th, uh, an important date in this uh, world of Monday, in 1950 in Los Angeles, California, as Hilly Jean Hicks. Now, that sounds like a name you'd associate <laughs> with someone killing someone. Um, he's an actor and director known for Friendly Fire, Grey Lady Down, and Go Tell the Spartans. Never heard of a single one of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we have Andy Romero. He played Sergeant Justice. Andy was born on June 15, 1941. He is an actor known for Eraser, The Fugitive, and Pump Up the Volume. Now, I've heard of all those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's a better one. And Sal Vescuzo plays Sergeant Raymond McGill. This is the first time that Sal appears in MASH as a character. But, of course... He's normally the voice over the Tannoy system. So he's a regular person in MASH. But it's the first time, I think maybe the only time. Yeah, um, he's, I, yeah, yeah there's only a few times he does that. Yeah. Very cool. Then we have Richard Beauchamp. He played Corporal Robello. Richard Beauchamp was born on February 7th, 1950 in New York. He was an actor known for the killing of Randy Webster. Uh, what Waits Blow and Gorp. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, Richard died on October 27th, 1994 in Los Angeles. And Alan McRae plays Corporal Neeson. Now, Alan McRae is an actor, of course. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> Known for Three Ninja Kids, Three Ninjas Kick Back, and Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Now, he sure likes those films. They sound awful. They, yeah. Yeah. They those, must are, be, must those are like direct-to-video. Oh, are they? Well, they must oh, be. Ble- Bless him. I mean, you know, what, what can you do at the end of the day? It's, you know, it's, it's, if you're an actor, you take these jobs, but clearly he enjoys those ninja Why kids. not? Why not? Yes, he may be like an executive producer on them. Maybe he yeah. created them. Uh, put a legal thing in there, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Gary Springer, who plays Private Garvin. No relation to floppy-haired Jerry Springer. Gary has a reasonable 17 credits to his name, including Jaws 2, Dog Day Afternoon, and Happy Days. Yeah, you can see that I wrote that going backwards in time, as Jaws 2 is earlier than Dog Day Afternoon, <laughs> completely earlier than Happy Days. And why I put a reasonable 17 credits means he needs a better agent. Um, <laughs> Andrew Block plays Private Gordon. Now, Andrew has recently appeared in a TV series, the excellent TV series, if you don't mind me saying, Ray Donovan. Uh, he has 50 credits to his name, maybe... Uh, Gary should get his, uh, his uh, <laughs> agent. Uh, and the one that stands out is Designing Women. That sounds like my kind of film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. That's a TV series that you'd love. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, is, it ran for like 10 years. Oh, gosh. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a big hit. It's a comedy. Come on. What happened? Confide in your trainer. I went to Rosie's bar last night. There was some rear echelon guys in there who wanted to know if I could tap dance. Oh, Dale Carnegie graduates. Yeah, well, I showed them a few steps, all right. I did a bucking wing on their chest. I've always loved to dance. Well, those guys really surprised me with their garbage. I went off like a firecracker. I can understand that. What? When I was up in the front, my boys needed me. They used to always scream for old Moody to come and get them. And I had the guts to go up there and drag them back to the aid station. You come back here and a couple of jerks call your names. When I was a kid, I was fighting all the time when somebody put me down, because I believed them. Those guys surprised me last night. 
but they're not gonna get me next time. Cause I got something that guys like that will never have. Self-respect. So let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I will start off. Uh, I gave it seven out of ten. Again. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, did you not like it as much? Ooh, I gave it five. Oh wow! <laughs> no, see, I I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed all the the different stories. Mm. Uh, with all of the, you know, you really got to know each little character, like, like little vignettes. Yeah. Uh, you know, Frank being extremely paranoid about his wife when he's talking to that soldier. You know, I've been out here almost since the beginning. I haven't seen my wife in all that time. That's tough. She's changed, too. I'm only getting cookies a couple of times a month. That's why I'm positive she's been fooling around. Sort of a floozy, huh? Watch it, pal. You're talking about the woman I love. I had a private dick to follow her. Trailed her everywhere. PTA meetings, church functions. And I came up with nothing. <laughs> then I added it all up. He was one of her caballeros, too. So I hired another cop to follow him. And the second guy wanted expenses. They get paid by the day, you know. And you just want to punch him because he's... You know, this poor guy has to sit there or he can't do nothing. He's just lying there. And Frank is just being so horrible to them. Yeah. You know... And then he's paranoid about his wife cheating, and then he, you know, hired a private investigator, and now he knows a private investigator must be cheating with his wife because he found nothing, supposedly, and um, it just adds to more of, you know, what eventually is going to happen to Frank. Yeah. Which I still don't know if they knew that was, because it didn't sound like they knew that was coming, unless they did. I thought he just left middle of the season, or, you know, at the end of the season, and decided not to come back. I don't know. I mean, presumably contracts are negotiated during season. Yeah. Because you've got to be writing the next stuff. So That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the guy making a pass at Margaret. That was cute and funny. <laughs> uh, and then he turns around and makes a pass at uh, Klinger, which was awesome. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I, I really enjoyed Hawkeye talking to the guy who got shot in the butt. Uh, I just liked all the it was just these little personal interactions. There wasn't a whole lot to this episode, really, because it it was all in as the title says, post op. That's what it was. But I just liked all the little interaction with the doctors and the patients. That was fun for me. Hmm. How about you? Okay. Well, hold a minute whilst I just tear this out. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Let me read this off. There's no blood. That annoyed me. Um. I'm going to wait until I read this one out. Uh, okay, da, 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 da. go for it. Uh, because because it's, it's, it's something that really does annoy me. Um, Burns' disease, Grant. That was quite good. Um, as I turn it over, the worst Turkish accent ever. <laughs> I have him rather big letters. I'm Sergeant Atias of the Turkish Brigade. We understand the 4077th MASH needs blood. In big red letters. My men and I want to contribute for saving the life of our captain. Your table is ready. And the one thing that really annoys me is the moustache joke. The, the, the soldier who is really upset about having his moustache removed uh -huh. and the cure to get him over this, you know, dreadful thing, because obviously he's not a man without his moustache, <laughs> is to give him what can only be described as... The worst comedy moustache in the world ever. It's what you'd find in a Christmas cracker. <laughs> and he sticks this on his face, and not only does he look incredibly absurd, he actually really likes it and thinks it makes him more of a man. No, it makes you look like a prat. <laughs> 
if you know the whole thing of him making look you know where having a moustache makes him more of a man and he's more going to be for the ladies if a woman saw you coming towards him with a moustache like that that'd run a mile <laughs> it's ridiculous it's going back to the it's going back to Klinger in the pink dressing gown with the slippers flying over the mash camp no it's ridiculous it's embarrassing and stop it stop it now stop it now. <laughs> So that did it for you right there. Once that happened, the entire episode was crap. Yeah. 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 Yes. It is a pink slipper incident all over again. There was no no getting away from that at all. (laughs) It was abysmal, an abomination (laughs) of a joke. I didn't find it funny. I I just sat there with my heads in my hands, and I hadn't even had a drink. So... All five right then, so and let's, was, let's, let's a, move on. It was a generous five out of ten. <laughs> that was only because the credits were clean. <laughs> oh god! All right, so let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I think I'm a- even more angry now. Do we have to carry on? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a minute? Do you need a pause and no, take a breath? We got a good episode in a minute. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sergeant Raymond McGill, it's my duty to inform you that you're doing beautifully. Spare me the good news, Doc. What's the matter with you? They're going to send me stateside because of this stupid wound. Yeah, that's the way it usually works. I can't go home. I have a family to support. You got a Korean family? No, no, in the States. Once more with clarity. Doc, I'm making a fortune over here in Korea. You got the Band-Aid concession? I got some enterprises going, like selling booze, you know. A fifth cost me a buck and a quarter in Tokyo. Some friends fly it to me here, and I let it go for 12 bucks a crack. 50 up at the line. Right neighborly of you. That's nothing. I also have the only Polaroid camera in this whole sector. All the guys want shots, so I put them on film for two bucks a piece. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't helped the economy when you go. Maybe I don't have to go, Doc. Put a few good marks in that chart, and you'll be swimming in whiskey. I didn't bring my trunks. I'll let you borrow the camera. You'll take so many pictures of yourself, your wife will think you're back home. Sorry, McGill. Oh, come on, Doc, please. How am I going to make any money in Jersey City? They say America's the land of opportunity. Sending me home, huh? I heard you doctors had no hearts. So let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. Again, there's not many. So, Meds, why don't you start us off? Yeah, okay. Right, now look here. Right, this is... Look, Radar normal Cahy appear in this episode, and can you blame them? <laughs> I probably read the script and thought, sod that, I'm off. <laughs> yeah, but Radar hasn't been in two episodes. He wasn't in the previous one either. Well, he had the script delivered early. That's true, yes, yes. <laughs> he decided to take a vacation during that time. That, that was it. He was thinking, I better book a holiday quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, a soldier arrives at camp and introduces himself in that wonderful accent that uh, Meds was talking about. Sergeant Addis of the Turkish Brigade, but he's wearing corporal uniform. So not only is his accent wrong, his uniform is wrong. Ah, uh, and have a look what I get, look. Oh, dear. <laughs> after, after Corporal Rebella has his moustache shaved off, Klinger says that he doesn't have to look like Gilbert Rowland anymore. Now, he was referring to a Mexican-born actor who worked in both English and Spanish movies beginning in the 1920s. Well, that makes not a blind bit of difference to anybody, does it? No one's heard of Gilbert Rowland. No one cares about Gilbert Rowland, apart from probably Gilbert Rowland's family. All people who have a moustache like Gilbert Rowland. Okay. Nurse, do you have any idea how beautiful you are? 
<laughs> Have you any idea how many times I've heard that line? No, I'm not kidding. On a scale of one to ten. I know. I'm a nine. Would you like to try for ten? Over your dead body? I'm in better shape than I look. Aren't we all? Listen, what time do you get off? What did you have in mind? Well, I thought maybe when you get through with your shift, we can do something. Like go dancing? No, no, no. That's how I hurt my foot. I thought maybe we can talk about all the great times we had together. We haven't had any. Well, we can talk about them tomorrow night. What are you doing for dinner? I'm meeting one of my nurses. The guy in the next cot's in a coma. Maybe we can double date. Well, that sounds exciting. Listen, you live alone. I happen to have a fiancé in Tokyo. So what? I happen to have a wife in Philadelphia. Donald is a lieutenant colonel. Sharon's a CPA. Don't you think we owe them a little consideration? You're right. We're overdoing it. I happen to take my engagement very seriously. Well, you should. What do you think engagements are for? It's a test period. You're, you're supposed to make comparisons. I've done enough comparing. You have? Tell me about them. The only conversation I'm having with you is medical. Okay, fine. Pull the screen around my bed and give me a complete physical. You guys are all alike. No, no, no. I'm really in love with you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you, starting tonight. What do you say? I say goodbye. Nurse, you happen to have any idea how beautiful you are? Do you have any idea how many times I've heard that line? All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Meds. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. Can we finish now? I'm annoyed. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time to, to wrap this episode up. Um, you could say Meds didn't like it. Uh, I actually, I mean, we gave it a five. I mean, that's, at least that's, you know, that's what, a D? That's no, it's like, only because of the fact that I couldn't be bothered to give it a four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm Kenny. Yeah, I'm Simon. <laughs> we'll be seeing you. <laughs> Bye. How are you feeling tonight, son? Well, I'm a lot better than I was. You're very lucky. All you got was a concussion from that grenade. Could have cracked your coconut. Where's your home, son? If I remember right, I'm from Chicago. Boy, do I know that town. I was a bachelor stationed at Camp Grant for two years. Used to hit Chicago like a tornado. I'm from the near north side. Well, then you'll get a kick out of this. The dew drop in. It's a tavern at the southeast corner of Broadway and Lawrence. There's a bank there. A bank? When did they put that up? Uh, around 1900, sir. Well, I used to drink a lot in those days. Used to hop off the L at Diversity and catch the White Sox at Comiskey Park. Colonel, I think that's the Cubs at Wrigley Field. Baseball's a wonderful game, no matter who's playing. Mm, sure is. My favorite tavern was the Shamrock at the corner of State and Dearborn. Sir? Yeah? State and Dearborn never meet. They don't? No, sir. They run parallel to each other. Listen, ever been to Detroit? No, Colonel. Good. We'll talk about Detroit tomorrow. Meanwhile, rest.
Remember, you've had a concussion. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programmes and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean. So just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Then we have Richard... Well... Beechamp? Beechamp? Beauchamp. 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 Could be Beauchamp, yeah. Beauchamp. Yeah. Mega... I was going to say Mega City. <laughs> so, uh, Mads, why don't you start... Mm. Uh, start... Yeah, yeah. yeah, look. Hold on. No. Let me, oh, right, let me read... Okay. <laughs>